Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, 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 sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. You've entered The Pleasure Zone. Well, how did you enter The Pleasure Zone? Well, first of all, you were born on this planet, and this planet has actually created these amazing bodies you know, that we now have that are pleasure sensors. Basically, we're walking around constantly having uh, the capacity to choose pleasure. Our bodies could actually have pleasure, but now what we're going to talk about today is when we don't. We're going to actually be talking about pain and maybe some ideas on how to change that. I've actually talked to a lot of people, a lot of women. Um, This show is going to be dedicated to the women who have uh, painful sex. Of course, there are also men who have painful sex, and I will do another episode dedicated to the men with painful sex. There are a lot of things uh, for women that can cause and create painful sex, so it's going to be a very packed show for those of you listening. Um, I actually posed the question on Facebook as well uh, to see what people... I just Actually, I posed it to let people know the show was coming out, and I actually ended up getting feedback, which was cool. Um, so I like that. I like getting feedback. So some of the questions we're going to be addressing in this uh, particular episode is what causes painful sex? And like truly, is sex meant to be painful? Is it possible to change painful sex into something more pleasurable? So these are some things we're going to to look at um, and look at some of the physiological, uh, you know, things that may be creating painful sex. We're going to look at some of the emotional things, maybe some of the disconnect spiritually energetically. We're going to look at some ways, um, some ideas I have on how to change it. And of course, there's always uh, relying on the medical system, right? So I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling you that this is the only way to do it. I'm giving you some alternative approaches um, as well to this. So if, you know, using the medical system hasn't worked for you, then these are some other ideas. By all means, I'm not saying to you not to use the medical system. You need to do what works for you and your body. So trust you and your body. Trust that you actually know your body best. Um, We're just going to talk about some things today in terms of what does create pain. Um, So our first part of the show, we're going to be discussing the many, many um, different things that have come up um, between conversation, social media, between research, and between my own knowing. We're going to have a very packed first section of the show uh, talking about what causes pain and then we'll look at some options um, that I'm aware of uh, that start to alleviate that. So we're going to dive into this topic because I have so much to say. Uh, For those of you who do want to know more about me, you can find me, uh, find my my bio on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can find it under the Pleasure Zone when you search host. It on my website, MalitzaJelenic.com. Lots of information about me out there. I'm sure if you just Google search my name, you'll find all kinds of interesting things about me. Fantastic. Probably won't find any nude photos of me, but, you know, just saying, uh, if that's what you're looking for, that's not where you're going to find them. So, what we're going to talk about today is some pretty intense things, right? So keep in mind not all of this is uh not not all of this is is stuff that you're stuck with for life. So even when sometimes um you might get a diagnosis from a doctor that says, "Well, we don't know what to do about that." Just know that all bodies are mutable, which means that bodies change constantly and all the time. Your cells and your body change all the time. In one year, the end of your body regenerates itself. So if that's possible, then you can also change physiological um, 
within a year. I, that's my interesting point of view. If our change within a year, then why the heck can we not get rid of diseases within a year as well? Or pain that that's not creating what we would like to create. So some of the main causes for pain for women, and in a lot of cases, uh, women experience painful sex when there isn't enough vaginal lubrication. So we know how to change that, right, ladies? You can get out there and get some fabulous lubes. Some people prefer food-grade lubes like uh, coconut oil and things. I'm not such a fan of the food lubes. That's just a personal opinion because if you're not going to wash them out, just like any food, it will start to rot. So just things to consider. Yes, it can be organic. Yes, it can be this. And yes, it can rot. So um, unless you're thoroughly cleaning a lube out that could be food grade, I don't recommend that. But I do recommend water-based lubes because they will have a better way of just um, basically sloughing out of your system. So good time. So definitely use sufficient lube. Our bodies um, are designed to lubricate themselves, but sometimes something goes off and that doesn't occur and that doesn't make your body uh, wrong and awful or whatever. It's just that that just happens to be showing up at the time. So one of the things you want to do is make sure before sticking anything into your vagina, ladies, whether it's toys, fingers, or penises, or whatever, fruits and vegetables, whatever is making you happy, um, just want you to check and see, is your vagina lubricant? So you got to check that. And how do you check that? Well, you can check it on your own. You know, you can dip your finger in and find out if that's going to get it enough for you. Gather up some pussy juice. If you're not gathering up pussy juice, then it's not lubricated enough. Just saying. So how do you get that going? Well, stimulating your body can definitely create your own lubricant. But if you do have any thing going on that, say, for example, um, different hormonal changes will reduce, sometimes will reduce um, lubricant. Now, that's not an always sort of thing. Um, my mom, who is 70, we've discussed this, and for the life of her, she doesn't quite get how women get dry during menopause. She's like, nope, I don't have that issue. So I truly believe that that's also a point of view that's been, you know, you know, kind of pushed onto women as well, that that would be what occurs. You dry up when you get older. Not necessarily the case. So I do have some questions I'm going to be putting out there for you to kind of ask yourself as well so that you're not um, assuming that everything is exactly as every article that's ever been written says it should be, like you have menopause and your vagina dries out. Well, what if you didn't buy that point of view? Would it? And, you know, if it is, then what's going on? And, and I do have some questions about that, too. Like, would does your body even require desire having copulation with the partner that you're you're with? Maybe it isn't, and maybe this is your body's way of going, yep, thanks, but no thanks. So it could be your body giving you a signal. So that's something I'm going to talk about a little bit more in the second segment. So for uh, for those of you still listening... Congratulations, you're brave, and we are going to talk about quite a few different things that actually cause pain for women, particularly during sex. So one of them is something called vaginismus. It's actually one of the most common conditions. It's it's an involuntary spasm in the vaginal muscles. Um, sometimes they can be really intense spasms in the vaginal muscles. Sometimes they can be caused by fear or caused of thinking that you might be hurt. So a lot of times when a woman has vaginismus, her vagina's muscles will squeeze when anything enters it. It could even be a tampon or even a penis. It doesn't really matter. Like anything gets near the vaginal opening and um, the muscles start to spasm. Well, the funny thing is, truth be told, is I wasn't even aware that my body did that until I went for uh, my first pap smear, I suppose, and my um, OBGYN at the time, or maybe it was my just my regular doctor, I can't remember, uh, was like, I need to relax. I'm like, I am relaxing. And they try and stick the, 
the, I can't remember the name of the clamp, but that clamp that opens up the vagina so they can get to your cervix and take a little sample that's oh so freaking painful. Um, so that, when they actually go in to, to do that, my, my body would have an automatic thing, and I just thought that was normal, like anything would come near, and I clamp. So I actually became accustomed to it, like my body still does that, uh, I could ask my husband, he's right beside me, but my body tends to, you know, penis goes in and it, it'll, like, my vagina will automatically start to do this clamping action. And I don't actually have, like, um, I don't, it's not something that, it's like an involuntary spasm. So it's not something that I'm, like, having control over, like, making it happen. Though one of the things that I did find is that the more that I that I exercise, that muscle, the more that I can relax so that it doesn't cramp up or clamp up so much. So that's that's one thing that can assist with that kind of automatic reaction is that you can learn to, to relax it and you can learn to sizes for that. But another really great method to to use for that, Sida Desolates, she does a lot of work with women and she gets them to their pelvic floor muscle by uh, using a jade egg and sipping the jade into their vagina. So that is something that um, I find is a little softer, gentler, and gets you to a place that there where you're not really necessarily being um, rough with the muscles. I guess kegels can be kind of um, dense and very masculine energy. And the the other option with Sida, Sida's method is that you, with the jade egg, is to actually sip in and allow your body to receive and receive more. And it's kind of like it's just a really gentle motion in. So it's pretty fascinating that, you know, you learn about it. The more, for me specifically, the more I'm learning about it, the more I realize that my body has um, actually experienced through my lifetime a lot of different phases where there's been uh, pain that not necessarily painful sex, but all these things, well, I have had painful sex, but different things that um, have triggered uh, responses in my body that would be under this list of painful sex. But when you don't know any different, you just figure that's what it is, your body becomes accustomed. So if you've in your life ever had it where it's not painful, um, and then all of a sudden you have pain, then you'll know the difference. But if all you've ever had is pain, it takes quite a while to actually get that that's what's going on. So I think the first time I went to the doctor and had that clamp thing, I was 17 years old, I really didn't know the difference. I just figured that's what it was always like, that's what it was always going to be like. Um, and it took quite a long time. Um, and then when I was 25 and my body was violated, I went back to cramping again. And so there was definitely an emotional component to that where I wasn't um, really didn't want anything going inside my vagina. Can you imagine? So that's, that can be, you know, something that um, that is an effect, right? So with vaginismus, there can be definitely an emotional component to it. It can be things where your nervous system is just like, wow, on, full on, um, it's it's just like full on and you know your endocrine system sending signals out to you know fight it's like fighting anything that's trying to so-called attack your body whether it's entering your vagina or or killing you it's like your body's reacting the same way so it's just going to fight off everything so one of the things you can do is with um, the whole sipping method is you know you really get your body to a place where it relaxes so you can breathe in and receive. You can also do that without sipping. You can just learn to relax your body and different breathing techniques are amazing for that to just allow your body to get that it's not in harm's way and it'll know the difference between what is harmful and what is not harmful instead of assuming everything is harmful. So we have so many more things to look at. I really wonder how I'm going to get through all of this. It's going to be a miracle times 10, but... Um, we're actually going to head to our first commercial break. So I just want to remind you that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone with me, your host, Melissa Yelenich, here on Inspired Choices Network. Today we're talking about painful sex, what causes it, and what can we do to change it. And just before break, I was talking about vaginismus. So today's episode is dedicated to women. It's Women's Week, and an next episode will be Men's Week. So with um, with vaginismus, some of the causes, and I just want to be clear so you guys know whether this is something maybe you need to get checked out. Um, some of the causes are uh, sometimes they're actually infection related. So one of the things you might want to do is get checked for sure. Uh, a lot of the other causes doctors aren't really sure of other than they said it can be anxiety related. So those breathing techniques I mentioned can be helpful. Using the jade egg can be helpful. Doing some Kegel exercises um, and learning to slowly um, allow things to be inserted into your own body, starting with your own fingers is a good idea, and using lots of lube for that. Of course, lube is our friend. So one of the things um, to check for if you think that you might have this is that there's usually like a sensation of either tearing or the hitting, like hitting the side of the wall or the front of the wall. There's like a feeling of hitting. So if you feel that, like a tearing or a hit, um, definitely get that checked out and see if it happens with other things. Sometimes with vaginismus, it'll occur only when, you know, maybe toys are being inserted or penis is being sped. It doesn't happen when you go for medical exams or, you know, so it's not always the same for everybody, but it is vaginismus is definitely where there is pain and uh, random occurring um, what's the word for it? Uh, contractions just when anything goes to be entered into the vagina. So lots of things you can do to start to change that for sure. And we are going to talk more about some things on an energetic level that I'm aware of that we can start to become better friends with our bodies, start to listen to what our bodies are asking for as well. So vaginal infections, which I mentioned just slightly with the, um, <laughs> okay, so one of the questions in the chat, vaginosis. Uh, vaginosis is actually infections, but what I'm saying is vaginismus. So I'll write that for you. Yes, vaginismus, awesome. So, 
it's different. Um, but vaginosis uh, is like in the line of different infections. So those include things like yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis. You know you've got some of these if you have some real interesting funky smells coming out of your body, chlamydia, gonorrhea. You can even have allergies. Um, some women have allergies to sperm. They might have allergies to different lubricants or even to condoms or to their toys. They might be allergic to silicone and they have silicone toys. It's good to know what your your body's reacting to. Uh, also trichomoniasis, which is really kind of a stinky pot of stuff that can come out of your vagina. So all these kind of um, stinky, sludgy, that's how I'm going to refer to them, stinky sludge coming out of your vagina, that can cause pain. So and viral vaginitis as well is another thing that can cause pain. So they all have different kinds of things, but a lot of them have some pretty bad stink about them. And definitely get uh, that checked by a doctor. A lot of them can be start to be um, treated with different medications, but there's also alternatives as well that you can use. Anything like um, colloidal silvers for the antibiotic. Um, there's a lot of things that if you don't want to go the the medical route that you can use. You can do things like changing your diet to reduce infection. You can use things um, to create healthier flora in your body, like better acidophilus bifilis, that sort of thing. There's a lot of different things that we can actually do to get rid of infections in our body and then to put viruses to sleep. Um, there are other things you can do for that as well. So um, we, again, I'll kind of tap into some of those uh, on the second segment of that, ooh, what can we do to help it? So and one of the next ones is where you can have actually uh, like a feeling of having your cervix kind of being open. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like cervix penetration. So it can be caused by deep penetration. And so I can say that in my life I've experienced this. And it hurts like an SOB. Um, so I've I had... I had a partner with a very large penis, and from certain angles, it would actually feel like it was um, bumping its way into my cervix, and so I have to change positions and stuff so that it wouldn't have that like situation um, effect. And I have a very long vagina, according to every doctor that's ever gone in there they're like I always get the comment of, Ooh, you have a long vagina I'm like, Thank you. So I don't know if that's complimentary, but I know if it was reversed and I had it turned into a penis, I'd be like looking at a ten, twelve incher, I'm thinking, I don't know. So having a very long vagina, I I was thinking I could handle this very large penis. However, it would um yeah, it would hit the cervix, which was incredibly painful. So it just it would just be shocking, I guess would be the word for it. So that is something to, to be aware of as well and just change positions and have gentleness and, you know, that would be great. So if you have a problem in the cervix, if you have like already something going on there, like maybe you have a cervix infection in the cervix or something, it, it might cause great pain too to have deep penetration just things to be aware of. So you might also have uh, issues in the uterus, like fibroids. So different angles with um, would be possibly hitting the fibroids. Fibroids are growths in the body. They're not generally cancerous. They're sometimes they grow from hormones changing, and they usually go away from hormone changes as well. They a lot of times come up during uh, pregnancy and menopause. So. And sometimes they are there for a really long time. So another thing that might occur, which is a growth-related thing, is endometriosis, um, which is when the tissue in the uterus goes outside the uterus. So the uterus, sometimes it'll grow internally inside the uterus as well, but a lot of times it's on the outside wall and it's excessive amounts of, of uh, uterine lining growing outside the wall. And that can actually it can grow so bad that it actually starts to 
attached to the lining of your stomach from parts so that when you move, it actually tears. So I know a lot of people who had endometriosis and they say just sometimes walking around and they move in, in a different um, position here and there that they get these tearing effects uh, or when I ask them I'm like do you have endometriosis because they talk about this tearing feeling like yeah I have endometriosis I'm like okay it's possible that the endometriosis has had such an enormous growth that it actually has uh they grow into the lining of the, the walls and uh, starts to kind of tear up. Ah, like, oh my. So one of the, uh, yeah, so endometriosis is not fun, right? And you can get things like abdominal pain from your periods, even infertility. Endometriosis can cause infertility. Um, and there are treatments for it, like pain relievers, hormone uh, replacement therapies, especially if it's caused by hormone changes. And surgery, they will sometimes burn the tissue off. I've watched some interesting interesting different uh, documentary-type series on those things. Why? Because I'm fascinated by bodies. There can also be things like cysts on the ovaries that can cause pain during sex. Um just because there's this big uh, thing growing in there, right? There's, you know, and then uh, something else goes inside the vagina, it creates a little less room, and, you know, it can be painful. So um, moving through this list, guys, I'm doing great moving through my list. There's also something called pelvic inflammatory disease, and short form is PID. It's when the tissues deep inside become really inflamed and pressure of intercourses can can cause deep pain. I say intercourses because if it's really bad and it's really deep, even um, anal sex, uh, anal intercourse can cause deep pain at times as well. So pelvic inflammatory disease is something that you can have checked when you have, they often will check for that when you have a papped one. So if you do have pain or you do feel like there's inflammation, definitely get that checked because there are, luckily there are things that can assist with that. And if you have had it and that hasn't helped, um, there are so many alternatives out there. So definitely do your research and I will talk about some options uh, in the second part of this program. So there's also something called ectopic pregnancy. If you've never heard of that, that's where... Uh, in pregnancy where the fertilized egg develops outside of the uterus. Don't usually survive those things. I actually um, don't know if um, babies ever survive those. I, I haven't really done a lot of research on ectopic pregnancies other than I know that it can be extremely painful for for um, the woman who is uh, carrying B when it's developing outside the uterus. So that's um yeah that's something that when they do an ultrasound when you're pregnant they'll be able to tell if it's inside the uterus or outside the uterus uh they do believe they would warn you you know they would say okay this is ectopic and i don't even know how long those pregnancies last for um that would be something i have to do more research on um a lot of times people say that menopause is a cause of painful sex because they say that you dry out. Well, that's, again, that's a hormonal change thing, and it's not a guaranteed thing. It doesn't always happen to every woman. So, yeah, interesting stuff, right? So uh, in the chat room, somebody was actually saying that they were told that they had an ectopic pregnancy when they had a miscarriage. Yeah, that's actually really common because a lot of times they, you can't carry it a full term. There's just nowhere for the baby to grow, and there's the food source can get cut off as well. It's it can get um, really tough. So what else? Oh, okay, so we're at break on our second break. So cool, so much more information to come out, and we're going to talk a little bit more about menopause and a bunch of other things after this next uh, break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a healer or coach? Have you been craving having sessions and haven't had the time? You know that you can be a greater gift when you look after you. Is now the time? Join a group of beautiful healers and coaches, men and women from around the world at a quaint retreat in Prince Edward County, Ontario, Canada, April 5th through 8th, 2019. Enjoy great food, trades with colleagues, and professionally led group sessions. What would your life be like if you gifted this to you? For more information, contact Milica at www.milicajelinek.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the pleasure zone. Guess what? We're talking about painful sex. Why? Because if we can figure out what to do with these bodies that have pain once in a while and we can change that, then we can get back to the pleasure zone. So that's the plan, getting back to the pleasure zone from the pain zone. Um, Because the pain zone just isn't so fun, is it? So menopause um, is the thing that I was talking about before we went to the last break and a lot of people say that that you know the cause of that is from hormonal changes that dry out the vagina then you go to try and have intercourse and the tissues um, will start to tear and that's you know when there isn't enough lubrication going on there can be the tearing sensation but you guys stick around because I have some questions that I'd like you to ask your body about that too. And they might be kind of like, ooh, they might be hitting some notes that might be like, oh, frig, I don't really want to ask that. But have the courage to stick around because we will talk about that. So one of the other things can also be intercourse. Uh, having intercourse way too soon after surgery or childbirth. Surgery including things like cancer surgeries where you, or if you've had um hysterectomies or anything like that, do not rush your body. Even if your man-child is insisting on having sex with you immediately, um, he's being a man-child and he needs to knock it off and you need to honor your body and listen to what it requires. So he can have he can have all the annoyance he likes with, um, you know, not having sex for, you know, three months after childbirth or three months after surgery. Sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's a year. Quite frankly, my after giving birth had zero, zero interest in sex for about four years. I had an episiotomy that required 45 minutes of stitches because my daughter shot like a cannonball. It was so fast, um, shockingly fast. And I was stitched everywhere. It was a little bit like Frankenstein's monster for a while, but it's healing just lovely. So... <laughs> Then there's all this stuff that goes on in your head where you're like, oh my God, my vulva looks like Frankenstein's monster, which doesn't really have you wanting to take off your pants so much, and then the fear kicks in, and then the anxiety kicks in, and the self-judgment kicks in. Oh, Lord, it's not so fun. So look after you, um, and then you can definitely uh, let let your partner know that they need to grow 
grow up, grow up and deal with it, because guess what? You had surgeries, maybe more than one. So STDs like genital warts and herpes also can cause a lot of pain, a lot, a lot of pain. So um, those things are things to just, when you do have them, guess what? Don't have sex anyway, because if you have genital warts or herpes, your chances of passing them on when they're when they're, you're actually presenting them on your body are really really high. Um, any STD, in fact, kind, please avoid sexual contact. Please avoid having intercourse. I know that sounds logical, but holy cow, trust me, it doesn't seem to be. Um, just avoid it. Let your body heal. It may be your body's way of saying, screw this, I don't really want to have sex right now. Anyways, I need to have a break. Just saying. So there can also be times where there's been injury to the vulva or the vagina. So injuries can occur from different things like childbirth or like I was talking about before, episiotomies. Like, holy cow, they can really create a lot of pain. Um, and you can actually, as a woman, even get injuries the same way that a man can get an injury falling on his penis and getting Peyronie's disease. A woman can fall on her vulva and bruising. Uh, you could break your pelvis bone. You can have a lot of things that would cause a lot of pain uh, in uh, in intercourse. Um, I had a friend who ended up, she was actually on the show, her name was Christine, she was in a a wheelchair and she and her husband, she was in a massive car accident and no, um, she can't walk so she's, she is paraplegic, sensation in her vagina and it took her a long time to be able to have sex because her entire was crushed in the accident. Uh, she did give birth as well, so she's able to have now and enjoy it where she wasn't for a long time. So she did different therapies to get her body back on track. And uh, you know what? There's always a way if that's something you desire. So one of the uh, – I have a few more things I'd like to talk about before I talk about some of the um, solutions. So vulvodynia is another one. If you've never heard of it, it's actually quite common as well. I have quite a few clients actually that seem to have vulvodynia. Um, and if you're wondering, like, you have clients for what? I have uh, clients for something called radionics, which is what I do with bodies a lot. I use uh, basically it's sending information bodies to start to have them create change. So it's information through different instruments. Um, get sense to the body and then the body can start to create change because it has new information being sent to it. Isn't that cool? So that is one of my solutions for many things is using uh, radionics and scalar waves to start to to treat uh, bodies. And vulvodynia is actually the pain of the vulva. So it's a chronic pain that affects a woman's external sexual organs. So that includes things like labia, clitoris, and the vaginal opening. That's your vulva, just in one spot, but a lot of times can occur in others. And doctors actually don't know why it occurs, but a lot of times um, they think that different things like different medical treatments and different things like emotional, um, looking at it from a therapeutic standpoint, can also assist. One of the things that I didn't find in my research was uh, the effects of cancer treatments. So I know a few people who have had uh, cancer treatments as well, like radiation therapy, and that has an effect, actually dried up their vaginas, actually created atrophy. So if you don't know what atrophy is, atrophy is where things tighten, and the vaginal muscles will tighten to a point where they stay tight, um, and you can't even insert anything. And I know there's uh, a local doctor who's pretty cool about it. He's a local OBGYN in my area, and he actually recommends women going to the sex shop and getting something called vaginal dilators. So if you're looking for vaginal dilators and you don't know where to get them, I also have a link for them. On, um, if you go on to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and you click on the link for, uh, if you're in North America, if you click on, there's a Canadian link and an American link for pureromance.com, you will find a link to, if you go under there under vaginal health, you will, if you search that, you're going to find vaginal dilators, and they go from very small to the size of an average penis so that you can start to train your vagina to open up. Um, definitely use lube with that. But yeah, you can have atrophy to the point where you can't even get a baby finger in there. 
And that, in effect, can cause problems if you're still menstruating because there's nowhere for the blood to go, right? So also pain during intercourse, which I did not find on the internet, was women who have had um, clitoridectomies. You know, if you've had that, you're probably, that's a massive trauma to the vulva, and that can create a massive amount of trauma emotionally and, and also um, physically, during sex. So lots of different things contributing to painful sex for women. So how are we change it, ladies? What are we going to do to change this? Um, I'm on such a roll that I'm actually going to skip my last break because I want to get you guys as much information. So some of the treatments for, for painful sex in general do require medical treatment, right? So some of them, you know, if, if you have, for example, endometriosis and excessive um, and you just want to get some of it gone, then going for surgery can be really helpful. Um, you know, there are other things, you know, that you can do to start to reduce endometriosis, and that can be different foods. You know, I would consult a nutritionist if I was you. Somebody who's a holotritionist will give you foods that will um, have your body change the different uh, pH levels, it'll change the hormones that are being fed to it, that'll decrease the growth of the endometriosis. But also, um, you can always contact me if the scalar wave treatments that I do, the radionics that I do is actually fascinating to you. I can give you more information about that. If you think I'm a quack, that's okay too. Um, but research for you. Research what will work for your body. And uh, so other things to remember, and I've said this a few times, use lube. Don't be afraid of lube. Water-based lubes are phenomenal. Your body will um, just let them go, basically. There are different, so many different lubes in the world, and some of them have scents in them. Please avoid those. If you have painful sex, avoid all lubricants with scent or smell or taste or anything like that. Um, avoid food. Uh, based lube like um, coconut oils because if you're not washing them out thoroughly just like any other food, guess what? It will rot, so not interested in you guys having infections. And another thing that you can do is, you know, you can get estrogen creams. You can get them, you can get estrogen creams that are medical estrogen creams, but you can also get estrogen creams that are made, that are yam-based, that you can put on your breast, that you can put on your thighs, you can, I have, I personally use estrogen creams. I think they're phenomenal. Um, and they, mine, the ones I have are actually yam-based. So I, I like the ones that, um, that are made um, organically from food. And they don't last as long because they obviously are going to have life to them. But um, uh, that's just my preference. So work with what works for you. And, yeah, you might actually, you might find that getting shots or getting some kind of um, different uh, hormone replacement therapies will be helpful for you. Uh, also, surgeries can be key. But when it really comes down to it, I want you guys to ask, start asking. So here are some questions I've created for this particular episode. And one of, uh, one of the main questions is really one of the main things is really that we're going to start asking our bodies some things, right? So what are some questions you can ask your body? So number one, if you are having painful sex and every time you have sex it's painful, ask your body this. Body, is is sex a priority? Hmm, right? So ask that because we can think, oh, I should, you know, if I don't have sex with my partner, then our relationship is going nowhere and oh they're so angry but if for you personally sex is not a priority is your body creating any of this in order to avoid sex you know it might be right and ask your body body do you require physical sexual intercourse and why i put the word physical in there is because we can have many other sexual energies going on that don't actually have to be penetrative and they don't require um, intercourse of any kind. They can be use energetic play of all sorts that stimulate your body, that get your body really happy. And also asking body, is this the lover you would like to have? Because you might have been with a partner for many years. Your body might not trust your partner anymore. 
your body might be fighting against your partner. So everything and anything your partner does, your body might be like, no, I don't think so. I don't trust you. You've betrayed me. I'm not going to do this. Nope, not interested. And so if it's not if it's not something that is um, that you actually trust your partner on multiple levels, your body is not going to in any way necessarily desire having intercourse with them. So my body, after being with a partner for, so I've been with my, my husband for six years, but prior to that I was with my daughter's biological dad, and I had zero trust for him and I had zero sexual interest in him. Um, he... He lied chronically, and I constantly bought it, and I always had the point of, oh, everybody can change. I had the point of view that, you know, why would you lie about wanting to change? You know, I had, it was very funny. I wasn't willing to see the truth. I was only willing to see the the um, fairy dust and, and all the highlights. I was only willing to look at the good stuff. I was doing positive thinking to the extent I wasn't really willing to see reality. So I didn't trust him at all, zero desire, and my body... Like I was saying, after I had my daughter, and he was the biological dad, my body for years had zero desire for sex. In fact, I would recoil when he would try and touch me. Just something to be aware of. If you don't trust your partner, you might not desire having intercourse. You know, If they've lied to you about many things, you might just be like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. Screw you. But I'm out of here sexually, but I'm here because there's other commitments that we got to deal with. Maybe we own a house together. Maybe we have children together. Maybe there's other justification to have for sticking around, but sex is not a priority at that point, and you may have zero desire for it. And guess what? That's okay. You have every right to choose who you have sex with and when you have sex with them. You have every right to that. Uh, men and women, you both have every right to that. Um, and you also have every right to listen to a person say, no, I don't want to have sex with you. So there you go. So another question to ask your body is, body, what is pleasure to you? So the funny thing is, pleasure to your body might be not having sex, and that's totally cool. I don't have the point of view that sex equals pleasure. I have the point of view that you can create pleasure in your body in many different ways, and that your body is a sensual organ basically walking around. So what is pleasure to you? And pleasure to you might be very different. All your body might really desire is soft, gentle, sweet kisses. And it's not really interested in penetration at all. And if it's not interested in penetration at all, it may your vagina may not lubricate. It may not open up. It may not give a crap. It might be like, uh-uh, stay away, Bob, I'm not interested. Because uh, Bob is apparently who I'm talking to right now. So another sweet question to ask your body is, Body, what is the benefit of painful sex? Uh, right? What a question. So <laughs> if you are having painful sex and your body's creating this, there may be a benefit to it. There may be the benefit of, oh, if I, if pain is, if sex is painful for me, that gives me a reason justification to say no to it because if it wasn't painful, I'd have to succumb, I'd have to say yes because that's been my job and my priority for the last four trillion centuries, well, actually only the last 5,000 years. It's been my priority since patriarchy that I have to say yes to men when they want. And so if that's the case, your body might create pain in order to avoid it. Your body's brilliant. So what's the pain? What is the benefit to painful sex for you? And if you just could just say no, would your body get rid of all the pain? And then you could just be like, wow, I said no, I honored it, and I don't have to have any excuses. I'm so brilliant. So ask that. What I really love is when men show up in my office and tell me that their wives don't want to have sex with them and they think it's an issue. And my mom actually taught me this great maneuver, and I think it's awesome. I watched my mom one day. She turned to the woman and said, is it an issue for you? And the woman said no. She said, well, tough toots, guy. It's not an issue for your wife not having sex with you, so you need to go look after that somewhere else or some other way because she's fine, you're not, that's your problem, not hers. But it's been put on women really for the last 5,000 years that it's our job to please. So how about if we stop that job? Ladies, everybody who's listening, you're fired from pleasing your man. Your body is fired from pleasing men. Your body is fired from pleasing women. Your body is fired from thinking that it has to please other people first before you. That's what you're fired from. 
Now, what creates pleasure for you? What actually will create pleasure for your body? And is owning that you actually don't have to please other people fun? Isn't that fun, right? It's like fun to go, hell yeah, I just fired myself from thinking I have to please other people's bodies. Hell yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. I'm a genius. Oh, good times, right? So on Facebook, when I asked that question, I had some interesting feedback from people, and I liked it. And one of the things that somebody said was that they felt like religion was actually creating, um, religion was actually what was creating um, painful sex. I have another friend on Facebook who said, don't have any. He's 72, and um, he's actually a proud virgin. So I know that for him, not having sex is, is actually been a lifestyle choice for him. Nikola Tesla, in that he's, he has the belief that if he doesn't have sex, he can like maintain his genius and his connection to, to God. And so I'm just like, hey, cool, that's cool. That That's your choice. Um, my some of my other uh, responses on on Facebook are um, resistance, disconnect, damage, a lot of different things creating uh, painful sex for women. And actually, uh, one of the people who are in the chat room right now actually mentioned menopause. Uh, some other ones mentioned things that I've already talked about, like um, like endometriosis and things like that. But trust was one of them. And I even when I read that, I said, yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I'm so addressing that. And it's it's such a key thing. There's always these emotional components that we completely forget about. There's this fascinating uh, medicine in the world uh, called the New German Medicine or the New Medicine. Um, it talks about traumas and how the traumas stay in the body and they actually start to affect the brain and then those signals shut down in the brain to send the body information to heal it so the body creates diseasing work anyway you can check it out but um, I've been looking into that lately and I do believe and I do kind of have this underlying knowing that that we have all these traumas in our bodies and trauma doesn't mean that it has to be like rape or violence we can have traumas of divorce we can have traumas of shock to our systems like oh my god i just lost all the money i ever had in the world it just like there are different traumas that will set things off in our body where our bodies will start to create lack of ease and and start to shun so what's going on for you and if you need to talk about it um, there are lots of amazing therapists in the world sex therapists that are trained uh, you know coaches that do fantastic work there are a lot of coaches on this uh, on the inspired choices network alone that do phenomenal work you can contact me you can um, you know go pray you can go meditate but do what works for you and definitely ask your body a lot of these questions that I've been presenting so one of the other things to ask your body is, body, you know, when this stuff that's painful comes up, body, what is this? Body, what can we do with it? Body, can it change? And body, if so, how do we change it? And body, if we didn't have any points of view about, you know, sex, if we didn't have any points of view about painful sex, what would show up? If we didn't have to create this in order to say no, like how many women out there have you actually created all this stuff in your body just to make sure that you had the choice and the right to say no? Please, for the love of goddess, that you're listening to your bodies and just start choosing what works for you. Know that you have choice. We are so lucky that we do. And honor that and honor what works for your body. And remember that you're allowed to have pleasure too and start to ask your body, body, what's pleasure for you? Until then, till next week, actually, stay tuned in and turn. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on.